Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win-Win Evangelism Podcast from Evangelism in Australia. In today's episode, Tina Waldrum interviews Natasha Ray about reaching the de-churched. Natasha is a positive psychological practitioner with 30 plus years of experience working with the church and also in the community. From everyone at Evangelism in Australia, we hope you enjoy this episode. My name is Tina Waldrum and today I'm speaking with Natasha Ray. Natasha is a positive psychological practitioner and she's the founder of the Morph Clinic in Geelong, Victoria. She's actually been involved in the people business for almost three decades. Welcome to you, Tash. Wow, thanks, Tina. Nice to be here. Really good. Excellent to have you along. Today, I'd like to um, draw on your expertise, Tash, and your experience to discuss the concepts of uh, crises and reaching the de-churched particularly. Thousands of people um, that have walked away from church, and many of them, unfortunately, have walked away from their Christian faith due to a crisis or a negative experience of church. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. So we understand, and probably just to preface where I'm coming from, I'm coming from a counselling background, so and also a ministry background. So I was in ministry for 20 years and had a major crisis, not only in faith, but, you know, and of course that flowed through to ministry as well. The de-churched are the challenge, I think, because, uh, you know, they're not so much, they know about faith, they've experienced faith, they've done so I've got a few people in my world, Tash, that I would call de-churched and yeah. for whatever reason, they're not going to church today. They did have a crisis. It was a negative experience for them. What's some keys to reaching out to those people that are now in my world and for our listeners today? Yeah, look, I come back to that everybody needs to be loved. doesn't matter whether they have faith, whether they don't have faith, whether they experience crisis in church or not. Um, understand that I suppose in a ministry context, those have been hurt and burnt that have walked away from church, they're often discarded and they're the ones that are left out and are put in, being put into the too hard basket. Mm. And so when we look at that, we've got a, a multitude, we've got sort of like a complex grief, if you want to call it a name. We've got multitudes of grief stages that have been put together and all of a sudden these people are trying to work through layers of grief. There's a loss of community, there's a loss of identity, there's a loss of being in, in, in church and just being in that, in that congregation. You know, like there's, there's great trauma in that and I don't think we can underestimate what that actually uh, has an effect on. The, the whole idea of just loving them back, being gentle, you know, it's not about them going to church. It's about re-entering um, a relationship with God again and finding the joy in the midst of that. And so for me, in, in my stages of sort of re-entering those, those times, you know, I picked up art. I did gardening. Now, I'm a shocking gardener. I, you know, I could never enjoyed it. 
Um, but I just so wanted to see things grow because I felt like everything that was, was dead in my life. So encourage um, your friends just to engage back into the things they enjoy and find God there. I think God spoke to me more through the garden than he did in any other situation. Mm, I, I think the mistake that uh, sometimes we can make, we feel that we need to get them back to church. But as you rightfully said, in fact, we're trying to encourage people to connect back with God. Correct. That is the number one point. And we've got to be happy if they don't, you know, we've got to come to some type of resolve as ministers, as counsellors. The, the end result doesn't have to be church. And it might not be church, but how does that person express faith and get community as well around them? I think we're too goal-orientated for people sometimes. And, you know, coming back to church would be great, but that might not be the same recipe for all, um, but all deserve to be loved back. Yes. In your own experience, Tash, what were the most helpful things that people did for you how people connected with you in your own journey that encouraged you to connect back with God? I think that just I've got a couple of great friends and yourself being one of them, and I'm happy to mention that, you know, who were present and who didn't push the envelope. Um, they saw my pain, they saw my journey, but didn't push the envelope of, oh, you need to go back to church now, you know, because that's the best place for you. I couldn't even come to that point. Um, but they've been faithful friends and we have prayed together, we have laughed together, we've lived life together. And I think that's having people that you can live life with that are, are faith people are really, really important. And so that encouragement for my friends to look outside the box, to perhaps connect with a spiritual mentor, um, perhaps walk the journey with somebody a little bit more experienced that's got a little bit of knowledge about these areas is really important. It's so important. I mean, I see um, many people that are not interested in Jesus anymore that were very active in their Christian faith. Yeah. And I am surprised by how many people don't continue to stay just in general friendship uh, with those people. It's a bit of a challenge, I think, for us all because it should be about relationships. The kingdom yeah. should be about genuine friendships that we have with people, regardless. Yeah of whether they pursue God or not, there should be an integrity that we treat people uh, with dignity, love, regardless of what space they find themselves. That's exactly right. And, you know, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today having this meeting with you if I didn't have those people that were would hold me up in prayer or hold me up in friendship um, or who work the journey or, you know, even having the people that you can be very vulnerable with and would not make a comment, you know. I think a lot of times we get very judgmental or, yes, well, that's because you did this and, you know, we, we start to have an input on the narrative that they, they have experienced and I think my friends didn't do that. They validated me, they saw my pain, they sat with me in my pain and grieved for me and I think that those friendships are precious you cannot buy that and I think that's that's why I do what I do you know sitting with people in pain is is my mo <laughs> and I I find it a privilege and I find it a fantastic way just to do a journey with somebody in their life yes it's wonderful actually to see you opening your new space in Geelong 
the Morph Clinic and just seeing the tremendous impact that that's having on people's lives. Tash, what do you suggest that churches do going forward to reconnect with people that are de-churched in the community? You've heard me say this a couple of times, you know, we've got to go back and revisit the past to understand what we need to do in the future. And that's a very therapy type of thing. It's not for, you know, not everybody agrees on that, but this is my opinion, is that we have to actually go back to where it all happened in order for us to go forward. And we have to revisit the pain. My encouragement for those who have either been instigators of the pain or perhaps have been the receivers of the pain is that both parties need to come back together, well, not back together, but both parties need to actually sit in a place and go, where did it all go wrong? Mm -hmm. Now, that in itself is quite confronting and it needs people to actually guide them through because there's a lot of things that will clearly present in those times that will need another voice in there. So I think for the, for the church to actually reach out to the de-churched, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of pain. But let me tell you, I think the gain is much bigger than the pain. A term used in positive psychology, post-traumatic growth, you talk about a lot. Yes. Helpful for us in terms of understanding those uh, that are de-churched. Yeah, that's right. Um, great question. So post-traumatic growth is basically about benefit finding amongst the trauma and experienced as a result of, you know, adversity and other challenges in order to rise above and flourish again, okay? So if we look at a situation and a trauma that somebody's been through, generally you will go through some type of post-traumatic stress and you will have triggers and all that sort of stuff. And we don't deny that in positive psychology. There are real um, issues there. But on the flip side, when you look back on the crisis, when you look back on the journey that you have taken, there are things that you have grown up in, whether that whether it may be around boundaries that you never had, perhaps relationship issues that you had as a child and it's it's taken through to, you know, adult years. When you look back, what are the things that you have learned? We talk about post-traumatic stress and being in that cocoon for a while, but after the crisis is gone, what is, the, what is the place of growth that you feel you've taken? And that really changes the narrative or the story that perhaps has been replaying for a very long time. And we can get locked into that narrative, but seeing some of the great things that can come out of trauma, can come out of crisis, are good things. You know, I, again, I can only do this personally, not, well, you know, clients as well. But they look back and go, you know what, I was really, I was afraid to use my voice. I was, you know, and now I feel like I've got a voice. Um, I always struggle with relationships. But now I see that I was part of that cause, you know. So those very lessons are really imperative for growth. Positive psychology is all around how people flourish. It's not about being happy all the time. We understand that pain is just as much a imperative in somebody's life in order for there to be growth. So that post-traumatic growth is actually about looking at the benefit of what actually 
even though it's terrible, what have you learned? What, what's been the growth areas of your life? Right. So maybe a thinking of those in my own world that would be in this situation, I yeah. could be encouraging with them and say, you know, I'm really very sorry for, for what happened in the past, you know, listening to this yeah. stuff. But also just saying to them, look, I'm, I'm sure there's some great stuff in hindsight that's come out of this. Um, mm. Talk about those things. Correct. And what that does on a neurological level is that actually starts to change brain structure. We see that we are creating new pathways of thinking, really, really important in trauma. So if we can, and it's not so much as to deny what's been there, Yes, it's been painful. We validate that. And as you said, what are some of those lessons that you may have got out of that? What have you seen? You know, is it that you've got too much, you throw your trust out too quick or do you not have enough boundaries or do you, you know, all those sort of things. You know, I feel like I've grown more in the 10 years that I was out than I actually grew any other time mm. purely because I was faced with the rawness of who I was. And you were... Uh, the benefit finding as well you've you've done correct and that's why i was so passionate about um positive psychology is because we you know people ask me what the difference is between psychology and, and positive psychology one is was really framed around the deficit of somebody so looking at the what's wrong with them instead of what's right with them now we don't sit there and say oh you know you've got nothing wrong with you let's look at what's going right for you that's not what we're saying. We're saying that with every broken vessel, there are strengths, there are virtues, there are morals that you have centred around. How can we capitalise this in order for you to flourish despite that you're broken, okay? Now, that, that pulls people through. If they can see that, you know what, they've survived this, they've got strength, they've got courage to be able to talk about it, they dis display bravery it's really important that we look at the positives not negate the negatives but we look at the positives and say okay you know what you've got enough on board to make you flourish let's go i think sometimes we look at the what's wrong with people instead of what's looking at what's right and so flipping that thinking and going you know what you're a valuable person you know you have incredible gifts you have incredible talents whatever they may be it's got you through to now how can we capitalize on that and make it better because everybody has an answer to their pain it's just that we're going to dig a little deeper so tash as we wind up our discussion today in regard to reaching out to those we may refer to as de-churched Remind us, what was the most helpful thing for you when people were trying to reach out to you? You weren't loving really going to church much anymore. Yes, of God, but you were kind of a little half-hearted there. What was the most helpful thing for you? My friends, they were non-judgmental. They stood beside me. They were in my pain. They walked me through my pain. They validated my pain. They were there. They were present. And that's something that as, I suppose, as a therapist, we are present in the room with people in pain. And that actually just spoke more volumes, you know, phone calls or just how are you doing, you know. It's invaluable. That's what's pulled me through. And so the loneliness and the despair that you go through discarded. I said to somebody not so long ago, I said it felt like being an orphan. And so my friends were my family. 
Great answer. Thank you, Tash. Well, this has been an enlightening time today. Thank you for your experience and expertise and willingness to share with us. We really appreciate it. Love to have you back sometime to talk more on this level of how we can reach out to those around us. Don't forget to jump onto our website, evangelisminaustralia.com, to read the blog article from Natasha Ray, where you'll also find some links to further reading and material regards reaching the de-churched. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time.